This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. There's a new era in Twins baseball, and this is the show that keeps you in tune with the team's fresh approach. It's Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, featuring insight on the new direction, interviews with your favorite players, and more. Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins is presented by Discover St. Louis Park. Stay, shop, eat, and play comfortably close to Target Field. Find it all at discoverstlouispark.com. Now, here's Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening and welcome once again to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. We're Facebook living. You can catch us all across the Treasure Island Baseball Network and, of course, you can stream us online as well. Bit of a doubleheader here today as far as Twins baseball on the radio is concerned. Earlier this afternoon, my partner Corey Provis had the call of a 3-1 loss to the Pirates, dropping the Twins now to 2-4 and four in Grapefruit League play. It was a far sight better than yesterday's shellacking in Port Charlotte, in which they mustered just two hits uh, and gave up 19 runs to the Rays. A 3-1 loss. Cal Gibson started. He went an inning in two-thirds in defeat. Joe Maurer, the news, making his Grapefruit League debut in 2017. He was hit on the hand with his first uh, at-bat or plate appearance. Uh, He walked on four pitches, also struck out in his debut. So that was earlier today. Tonight, we'll recap some of the news and notes, what's going on with the club, including their performance uh, in the Grapefruit League to some extent. We're going to check in with Irvin Santana. We're going to talk with Craig Breslow. Also, uh, check back in again with Corey from Fort Myers, and uh, all of that coming up over the course of the next half hour. As far as news is concerned, again, you know the score. The Twins dropped that 3-1 contest to the Pirates today. Uh, The other news, not so good for the Twins, and speaking of Pennsylvania, where the Pirates hail from, that's where Alex Kirloff hails from, right around uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He was the Twins' first-round pick last year, and what a year he had. He was the Appalachian League Player of the Year for his work in the outfield for the Elizabethan Twins. Tough news for Kirilov today, confirming what he and the Twins had suspected might be the case at the end of last season. He will need Tommy John surgery. And again, he's not a pitcher, so it's a little different, but it's still going to cost him a full year. Alex Kirilov out for the year after such a promising start to his professional career. Last notable Twins minor leaguer who was a position player to miss a year with Tommy John was Miguel Sano. A couple of years ago, so Alex Kirilov and his potent bat uh, had hoped to be in Cedar Rapids. Unfortunately, instead, will be rehabbing from Tommy John surgery all year long. Speaking of scary and needing some rehab work, Mike Quaddy, Twins AAA manager in Rochester, he and his girlfriend involved in a serious car accident. They were rear-ended in Fort Myers just a few miles from the ballpark. I think it's something all of us who've driven down there fear. You're at these long stoplights and you're looking in the rearview mirror saying, I hope this car stops. It didn't. They got squashed. Quaddy thought initially he was okay, but he's in a sling now. Interesting dilemma for Rochester. He won't be able to throw batting practice this season. Chad Allen, his hitting coach, also does a lot of that in Rochester. Well, he's had multiple shoulder issues. He can't throw really a ton of BP, so a bit of a pickle there. The good news is Quaddy's okay, and also the the great kicker to that story, 
four youngsters also involved tangentially in the crash, helping Mike and his girlfriend and, and some other families involved, turned out to be twins farmhands, including Wisconsin's Ben Rortvet, last year's second-round pick. And speaking of youth, how about a future first-round pick? We welcome into the world yesterday, last night, Ashley Gladden, daughter of my partner uh, Danny, and Joe Gaetti, of course, the uh, son uh, of Gary Gaetti. Ashley and Joe welcome their first child and uh, Danny and Janice's first grandchild, Luca James Gaetti, into the world. And uh, congratulations to all in the Gladden and Gaetti families. Uh, now, if justice had been served, the kid would have been born with a little mustache, uh, just like uh, both grandpas were sporting back in the championship runs in the late 80s. Uh, but a uh, wonderful, healthy uh, child, a little baby boy, Luca James Gaetti. Huge congratulations to Ashley and Joe and obviously to uh, Danny, Gary, and all of the extended family. Uh, one other addition in the Twins family, Morgan Hawk. You hear him on our air, broadcaster for Cedar Rapids Colonels. He and his wife also welcoming their first child this week. So a lot of kids going on. And that's kind of the theme of the Twins pitching staff this spring, too. Kids. One of the guy who's an exception to that rule is Irvin Santana. There's a host of folks battling for roles in the Twins rotation. One of those guys uh, not really battling is Irvin Santana. He's pitched once already in that one game, two innings. He struck out a couple of folks. Uh, and Irvin says, as we spoke with him this week, a little bit different feeling in camp this year. I think it's a little bit different because you see everybody is like more into the game. You know, they don't want things to happen last year. They happened this year. So everybody's trying to get better. So that's a good thing. Now, one thing that the Twins wouldn't mind happening the same in 17 as it did in 2016 was really Irvin Santana's performance. He was far and away the Twins' uh, best pitcher in the rotation last year, in particular in the second half of the season. Now, it's been well documented that Derek Falvey, Thad Levine, Paul Mollett are sitting down with all of their players, veterans and youngsters alike, and kind of uh, having a little closed-door five-minute session, what they expect from them, what they expect from the club. One of their big themes is for veterans to kind of lend a hand to the younger guys, and that's not anything that Irvin needed to be told. That's something he comes by honestly. Any other players, any pitchers, they need my advice. I will help, and doesn't matter what the condition it is and everything. So just open mind for everybody. Barrios, I can tell that he's more confident. So that's a good thing for our team and for him. So that's a good thing. Yeah, Jose Barrios and Irvin Santana, a great relationship, and they're very close. Uh, and certainly Irvin playing the role of the mentor. And we asked him uh, straight up if he saw – any shades of the younger Irvin Santana uh, when he looks at Barrios and where he is in his burgeoning career? Yeah, but the difference is I have more veteran pitchers around me than what he has right now, so that's the only difference. Uh, we have John Lackey, we have Francisco Rodriguez, we have Kelvin Escobar, we have Bartolo Colon, we have Troy Percival. So, I mean, a lot of veteran guys. I would keep touch with Bartolo and Escobar and all that. So Francisco Rodriguez when we go to Detroit and all that. So. Yeah, think about that staff that Irvin uh, joined as a youngster in the Angels organization. And again, uh, just not the case uh, for Barrios as he broke into the major leagues, part of a very young pitching staff with Irvin, Phil Hughes, Glenn Perkins, really the lone exceptions to that, and the latter two of those men both battling back from injuries. As for what Santana's working to iron out this spring, he chose not to participate in the WBC with his country uh, countrymen from the Dominican Republic, wanted to focus on his twin season, and he's doing just that in very simple fashion. 
The main thing for me is just getting the same pitch with the catcher, you know, and then just trying to work fast, and that's it. So that's that's the key. Well, I don't think it's going to take that long, you know, because uh, that's why it's been training for, you know, to pitchers and catcher relationships. So that's, I don't think it's going to take too long. Yeah, it's not taking too long at all. He pitched well again in his first outing. He went two innings. It's been a, a stretch for Twins hurlers to get the full two innings in early in the Grapefruit League schedule. Irvin is slated to throw again coming up this weekend. Now, later on tonight's edition of Deep Cuts, we'll talk with a guy trying to forge his way into the conversation as part of a rebuilt Twins bullpen. That will be left-hander Craig Breslow. We'll fill you in on some other activities in and around the organization. Also, check back in with Corey Provis after today's loss 3-1 to the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's all straight ahead here on Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins on a day we woke up to snow on the ground in the upper Midwest. Nice to be talking a little baseball, and we'll continue with that when we return on your home for Twins Baseball. And the 2-2 check swing inside corner, and the appeal, he went. Strike three on Freeze. Tied up by a fastball inner half of the plate, and Freeze is down on strikes. Breslow strikes out two, working a scoreless fifth inning. Now the dulcet tones of Corey Provis from earlier this afternoon at Hammond Stadium. Craig Breslow worked a scoreless frame, struck out a couple of men in his second Grapefruit League outing with the Twins. This, of course, is the second go-around with the Twins for the now 10-year Major League vet out of Yale. Padres, Boston, Cleveland, Minnesota really took off uh, with the Twins and then Oakland, Arizona, won a World Series with Boston in his second go-around and was with Miami in what was a struggle last year. Trying to make his way back into the major leagues, made some major changes in the offseason, went about it in typical Breslow fashion uh, as he tried to figure out how to regain his effectiveness. The result, a little different arm slot, a little more movement, and the Twins hope some veteran leadership and also some uh, ability to get some left-handed pitchers out over the course of 2017. He's in camp on a minor league deal. Big part of the reason he chose the Twins, well, he liked what the leadership was pitching in Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. He also frankly, uh, to be very blunt about it, like the chance of making a big league club. If you're trying to make a big league club as a pitcher, it would behoove you to go to the team that had the worst pitching staff in the majors a year ago, and that's what Craig Breslow did. Doesn't take a Yale degree to figure that part out. Now, he's had a couple of outings in spring training after, again, not really being uh, highly effective over the course of the last couple of major league seasons with his new look, uh, trying to get big league hitters out again, and here's what Corey Provis thought in the wake of Breslow's second outing today. Corey? All right, Chris, thank you very much. Well, certainly bullpen spots to be had when you begin to break down the candidates in the Twins' bullpen, those that might make up the Twins' bullpen this year, and really hard to peg down certain locks at this point. But one guy trying to make a name for himself, a guy who's been with the Twins before, and a guy that's been around in the big leagues, that is left-handed reliever Craig Breslow. It's been well-documented, his new arm slot, and so far two outings in. He got roughed up a bit the other day against the Red Sox, but was much sharper here today. Breslow Worked a scoreless inning. He did walk one, but struck out two. That arm slot brings intrigue. It brings different release point. It brings a different spin rate. And we'll see how his stuff kind of plays out. But, Chris, as we have talked about before, we'll talk about plenty throughout camp. 
There are spots to be had in that Twins bullpen, especially from the left side. And Craig Breslow is certainly in the mix to win one of those spots as we kind of move along here in the spring. But for now, back to you in the Twin Cities. All right, a little bonus uh, stuff there from Corey Provis. We appreciate Corey's time in the wake of today's ball game. Again, Breslow's second outing of the spring, competing with the likes of Ryan O'Rourke, Taylor Rogers, to be a left-hander in that Twins big league bullpen. Now, we mentioned that Derek Falvey, Thad Levine, Paul Molitor meeting with every player behind closed doors, just kind of outline their expectations for the year. And we asked Craig if in his well-traveled 10-year career he'd ever heard or seen of anything like that before and leave it to Breslow to find the theme. You know, interesting. So I have, but... There was there was always some kind of like tie or connection to Cleveland in the organizations that I had done that you know some of the uh, some of the GMs that I've met with who had kind of come up through the Cleveland organization and so you have to you know you it's it's pretty clear that that Cleveland's doing something right in terms of molding and developing leadership um, because a number of, of their front office personnel go on to become very successful GMs in their own right um, and, and I think you will see that here but uh, there's 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 something you know something to be said for open communication every every coach every GM talks about you know their office door being open and players you know being uh, being able to to come in and, and they're being accessible but but to actually see it is uh, you know is, is, is pretty unique and pretty special and I think especially when you have uh, a lot of competition in camp a lot of guys that are looking to uh, you know to, to improve upon um, the, the, their recent history I think communication is paramount great that's Craig Breslow's music yeah, that's Craig Breslow here on Deep Cuts, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. And when we talked with Craig about these meetings, no surprise for him when he sat down with the bosses. Just a lot of the, the the things that we had talked about, kind of through this decision process, you know, about uh, you know recognizing where I am uh, developmentally, um, you know, making some pretty drastic changes to uh, to my repertoire, um, and, and understanding that it's not going to be a finished product on day one, but but you know we're looking at progress and, and kind of trajectory, uh, and then also you know the the opportunity to uh, kind of be a leader in the clubhouse, you know, to to, to talk to guys. To uh, to explain you know some of the things that I've picked up, what's made me successful, what's you know what's what's caused me to struggle, um, you know, and, and, and maybe most significantly uh, this kind of desire and need to continually adapt and reinvent and, uh, and and try to stay one step ahead. Now, leadership in the clubhouse that can be tough to define. Transverse spin axis. Turns out not so difficult to define if you know where to look. When you talk about staying one step ahead, redefining yourself, reinventing yourself, that's what Craig Breslow did. And he used something called Rapsodo Baseball to do that. They will help you define your transverse spin axis, and they'll do it, well, at a reasonable rate. Here's Craig on how he discovered a tool that's helped get him back to the big leagues. When I kind of sat down to make this change, um, so I, I did so with a very analytical approach. That's just kind of the way that my mind works. You know, trying to be systematic in in quantifying the, the differences that I that I made. So, um, you know, I, my my wife actually comes from a very analytical background, and, and you know, is is very much kind of geared toward uh, you know measurable progress. And so we were just having a conversation about what I was trying to do, and she's like, "Well, how do you measure this?" Like, you know, when we talked about this. Track 
track. What about track, man? And she's like, well, why don't you get track? And I was kind of like, because it's about $30,000. And she's like, okay, why don't you see if you can get access to a track? Right. Um, and then uh, one of the physical therapists that I was working with uh, saw Rapsodo um, at, at a seminar that, that he was speaking at and kind of brought it back to me. So I reached out to them and, and had a conversation uh, with, with some of the executives in the company, told them what I was looking to do. And, and this was just a perfect fit. Um, you know, it would give me the data that, that I was interested in. It gave them, you know, a, a little bit of marketing. Uh, so, like I said, it was it was a great partnership. Yeah, instead of 30000 you can get the unit, which is smaller. It's more portable. You can set it up in your basement at your local ball field for just three grand. Measure your velocity, spin rate, true spin rate, spin access, spin efficiency. Even do some horizontal and vertical brake measurements. And that's all stuff Breslow and his agent were able to present not having to sell themselves, but present as hard factual data to teams looking to sign in this offseason. The best part of all of this is is essentially that I didn't really need to kind of advocate on my own behalf or have my agent advocate on my behalf because I had the data, right? The data speaks for itself. Like, if I put numbers in front of you that say, like, this is how much my ball is moving, this is what it's spinning, this is, you know, this is where it is now as compared to October or... You know, some some point in 2016, well, like now it's up to the analytics department here to determine what they want to do with that information. Uh, you know, how how valuable they find it, how effective they think it can be. Um, you know, I can provide raw numbers and allow these organizations to say, "Wow, that's that's pretty special." And I think that's part of the reason there was so much interest was because I didn't have to have my agent say, "Craig's you know in better shape than he's ever been throwing hard." Right? We've all everybody says that, and you know, in in, in January nobody's ever been in better shape at any point in their lives um, but the the advantage to being able to quantify this is to say look I'm, I'm not making any promises about anything I'm just saying this is what the ball is doing here's the, you know here's the data generated by a by a piece of technology you tell me if you like it or not now if all this talk of spin access has your head spinning fear not Breslow is well aware that his nine years on major league diamonds and all the time pitching in the minor leagues even some independent ball also have a lot to do with whether or not he's going to be able to make a club right now it's taking all of the data his new mechanics and actually putting it into practice as he did today. This is what he had to say after his first outing. Definitely progressing, uh, getting getting better. It's important for me to kind of remain objective through this process and say it was the first time I pitched in a game. So it was the first time that you know I was I was exposed to kind of game intensity, game speed. Um, game competition and that can't be simulated in a bullpen or live BP. So that was kind of the next hurdle and I and I feel like it was very important for me to see that the the stuff is gonna play. Like it, it will work um, based on you know the the swings that I saw, the action of the ball. Um, you know I've I've got I think I've gotten you know kind of I've collected enough data points through history to say this is a pitch that's gonna consistently get big league hitters out or not and I feel really confident in, in what I'm doing, it's just a matter of, like we talked about, honing it and, and commanding it and getting the reps, uh, which can only come with time. And he got some more reps today. Worked a scoreless frame, did strike out a couple. That's Craig Breslow joining us here on Deep Cuts, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. We're Facebook living. We welcome you if you're uh, enjoying the program that way, if you're streaming online or if you're tuned in across the network. Speaking of the network and Deep Cuts, one note, we will not be on next week because in our stead, new grandpa Dan Gladden and Corey Provost will actually have twins baseball next Wednesday night. And I will actually be down uh, with the boys in uh, Fort Myers for a couple of ball games before we return to Deep Cuts in two weeks with some all-new material. We'll return with three cuts featuring Craig Breslow. We wrap things up in a moment on your home for Twins Baseball.
Chris Atterbury welcoming you back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. Woke up to snow on the ground here in the Twin Cities today. Most of that has gone away, but still some blowing around in the gray skies. Good time to be thinking about Florida and baseball. Twins dropped a game to Pittsburgh today, 2-4 and four now in the Grapefruit League. I want to thank Irvin Santana, who joined us earlier in the program. Also, Craig Breslow, who now digs in for three cuts. When we talk with players about what they do with spare time in Fort Myers, you hear a lot of the same stuff. A lot of golfing, a lot of fishing, a lot of uh, eating, and checking out some of the uh, various places to uh, have a bite to eat. It would be only fitting that it would be Breslow who would be the guy known for attending the Fort Myers Film Festival. So, Greg, explain. I have. Uh, that, that's true. Um, so I've got a I've got a charity that raises funding for childhood cancer uh, research and treatment, and one of the one of the very generous donors to our organization is a former successful venture capitalist who uh, kind of got behind this education crusade and and uh, you know, actually uh, produced a, a film, a, a documentary called "Most Likely to Succeed," about um, you know kind of novel approaches to education, problem-based learning. Uh, you know, curriculum using technology as opposed to kind of like this core core idea, and uh, the the film was shown at, at the uh, Fort Myers Film Festival. So, so my wife and I attended uh, two would two years ago. Now, not attending this year, not because they don't want to, more because they have a couple of young kids and things change in terms of your ability to get out of the house. But if you want to check it out, I believe the 13th and 14th of March this year's Fort Myers Film Festival. Now, Mr. Breslow is known as the quote unquote smartest man in baseball. Was he nearly? the smartest man in soccer. He's one of his high school's all-time leading scorers. So I was, I was better at baseball, and uh, there seemed to be a much brighter future, at least a more lucrative one. Um, I actually thought about playing both sports in college. The baseball coach, when he recruited me, promised that he would give me a chance to, to also play soccer. And then once I kind of gave the commitment, um, he, he told me that was a lie. So. Yeah, I said, not really. You should stick with baseball. You're, you're not that good at soccer. So he is indeed now the smartest man in baseball, a nickname that came from uh, Lavelli, Neil III, and also the Wall Street Journal. Of course, he does have a degree in molecular biophysics and biochemistry. The question is, if he's the smartest man in baseball, is he the smartest man in his own house? <laughs> uh, I believe it does. I want to say it was uh, it was a writer for the Wall Street Journal, but I think Lavelle uh, caught onto it pretty quickly. Um, so he may be uh, he may he may be credited with uh, with kind of widespread dissemination, um, but I think it originally came from a Wall Street Journal article. Yeah, and he says he is the smartest man in the house. Craig, your wife Kelly would like a word, as would your parents, both of whom are teachers back in the nutmeg state of Connecticut. Three cats with uh, Craig Breslow. Again, no deep cuts program next week. We'll have live twins uh, baseball from the Grapefruit League in this time slot across our network next week. Two weeks from now, we're back with another edition of Deep Cuts as we get closer and closer to opening day of the 2017 campaign. Our thanks to Irvin Santana, also to Craig Breslow and Corey Provis for joining us. And thanks to you for joining us as well, whether you had joined us today on uh, Facebook Live streaming or across our network. So long for now. This is Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins in your home for Twins Baseball.